this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true and living God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Get to know more of God's word and wisdom for your life as you listen to Pastor Elliot Nee Lante Lante. Now, here's today's message. thank God for the great things he's doing in our midst and um, I thank him for even this country and the way um, the sicknesses are coming down and I can feel, I can hear that he's I can see he's listening to our prayers hallelujah let's continue to pray let's continue to pray let's continue to pray amen the Lord will answer us. And the Lord will answer us. Please welcome somebody. Welcome somebody with you. Tell the person you are welcome. I'm happy to be with you. Amen. We'll be looking at God's word very shortly. And um, yeah. Today God is giving us something. There's a scripture that is pulling me here. <laughs> I want to run away from it. But we are in Matthew chapter 25. If you turn your Bibles with me to Matthew 25. Matthew chapter 25. Hallelujah. Wow. Matthew 25. I think the verse 1. Matthew 25, the verse 1 very striking subject. This was Jesus' last parables. It's a group of parables, three parables. Matthew 25, verse 1. Three parables he gave before he went to the cross. Three last parables. Hallelujah. And I feel like looking at it before we leave um, the books um, and the verse 1 three last parables <laughs> very very powerful and probably looking at them they are all linked together um, the verse 1 says at that time the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps amen and went out to meet <clears throat> the bridegroom five of them were foolish Tell somebody, I can see you not being part of the foolish. I can see you not being part of the foolish. You are not foolish. Hallelujah. There were ten and five were foolish. Amen. And then he says, and five were wise. Tell somebody, I can see you being part of the wise. You are part of the wise. I can see you being part of the wise guys. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. Uh, they took their lamps, but did not take any oil with them. Those were the foolish ones. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. The verse 5 says, The bridegroom was a long time in coming. They all became drowsy and fell asleep. Hallelujah. The bridegroom was not coming. (laughs) 
How many are waiting for bridegrooms? Let me see. Let me see the hands of those who are waiting for bridegrooms. Ah! Wow. <laughs> Lift up your hand on Facebook. Let me see if you are waiting for a bridegroom. Let's see if you are waiting for a bridegroom. Hallelujah. Tell somebody the bridegroom shall come. The bridegroom shall come. Ah! The bridegroom shall come. How long shall we wait? How long shall we wait? God will settle you down. Hallelujah. Type and tell 10 people. Tell them, God, I can see God settling you down. You are settled. You are settled. You are settled down. Settled. I mean, fully settled in the name of Jesus. What is all this loneliness waiting for? May the Lord deliver us in the name of Jesus. And the bridegrooms also, please, if you are there, please, you can see that we are waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. The bridegroom took a long time. Bridegrooms, why are you taking so long? Please, somebody ask, ask the bridegroom for me. Ask the bridegroom. Why are you taking so long to come? Eh? Why? Ah. <laughs> why do you keep as if you are coming, you are not coming. As if you are coming, you are not coming. As if, eh, what kind of life is this? Eh, we don't understand. I mean, we want you to come if you want to come. Really come. And let's, and let's see it very well. Amen. Hallelujah. So it says the bridegroom took a long time in coming. Wow. And they all became drowsy and fell asleep. May the brides not sleep in the name of Jesus. I said brides don't sleep in the name of Jesus. Begin, begin to start dressing up. If I look for your dresses, do, uh, begin to look for your wedding gowns. Try it in the, in the room sometimes. Don't let anybody see you. But just try it in the room, hallelujah, and prophesy over the over the over the over the gown and know that one day shall be worn in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah, so the bridegroom was long, long in coming, and you can so you can see the bride became drowsy and fell asleep. But something happened, verse 6. At midnight, the cry rang out: Here's the bridegroom! Come out to meet him. Wow. The bridegroom has finally arrived. The verse 7. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish one said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. You can see the wise ones. No. They replied, No. How many brides are going to be smart here? How many brides are going to be smart here? Yeah, smart. I mean, how should we give you? If we give you and it's not enough, what, what are we going to do? I get it. So the, the wise one said, no, they replied. There may not be enough for both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell all and buy some for yourselves. Wow. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready went in with him. I can see all of you are virgins in the name of Jesus. Yeah. You are all virgins in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Amen. The virgins who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet. And the door was shut. Later, the others also came. Lord, Lord. They said, open the door for us. But he replied, 
Truly, I tell you, I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the hour or the day or the hour. Hallelujah. Jesus narrated this story parable to his followers to prepare them to let them know that they must stay awake and be watching hallelujah and be waiting for the arrival of their bridegroom i don't know whether you've seen um any of these like um weddings um, that happen in the oriental setting um and you can see that sometimes the bride will be there um and then the bridegroom is carried sometimes it's the bride that is carried to the place I think sometimes the bride goes there and waits and the bridegroom is carried, the bride is carried to the place, it's a very very magnificent, if you are in this country you've not witnessed a wedding I pray that you witness one but it is, it has the same setting as it's said here, hallelujah but there are two types of people in this text there is the wise, there is the foolish. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, as we come to this text that you preach and you told us before you left the earth, I pray, Father, that you help us understand the meaning. Have mercy on me, Father, and use me in the name of Jesus. Open our hearts, open our minds to understand. Speak to us, Lord, mysteries that we have not yet seen. And Father, may our hearts be prepared to meet you as our bridegroom in the name of Jesus. The Lord, when the trumpet shall sound, may we be ready. May we be found ready. May we be found ready to meet you in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want to talk to you about being a wise virgin. Being a wise virgin. Hallelujah being a wise virgin and I'm going to do um, I'm going to let you see about three things or four observations of the text we are going to go a bit into the scriptures and then dilute it a bit, no, not dilute it, dissect it <laughs> hallelujah we can't dilute the scriptures Father, forgive <laughs> so, there were, so there were two kinds of people here, the first thing we see is that they all had everything in common except one thing they all had everything in common. And they were all at the same place. It means that they were all um, together looking for the same thing. Hallelujah. And they had everything in common. They all had a lamp. They were all waiting for the same bridegroom. Amen. Not many will to be only one who will be waiting for your man. But this one is Jesus. So we are all waiting for him. Hallelujah. Yeah. So they were all waiting for the same bridegroom. All of them were waiting for the same bridegroom. Amen. And they had everything they needed to have. Except one. Except one group that did not have the oil, enough oil to take them through. I'm, I'm sure they took their lamp. I'm sure when they took their lamp, there was oil inside. I'm sure. But they didn't take an extra jar. Tell somebody an extra jar. Tell somebody taking an extra jar with you. Hallelujah. You need to take an extra jar with you to come along on this journey. And you can see in the verse 5, the bridegroom was a long time in coming and they all, they all, all of them, 
became what? Drowsy and slept. Every one of them. See, they all went through the same thing. The only difference between them was the jar of oil. The wise ones had a jar, an extra jar of oil. While the foolish ones had none. They just carried the lamp. There's some inside. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go. But the wise ones said, mm -mm, maybe this thing can take some time. Let me take an extra. Hallelujah. Amen. So at, at midnight, Bible says that the cry rang out. The, 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 um, the bridegroom came and they all woke up, trimmed their lamps. They did the same thing. The foolish ones said, give us some of the oil. And they said, no, we cannot give you. So please, they all had the same thing. All of them. The only difference was that, and all of them went through the same experience. They all slept. All of them slept. It's not that some of them were awake. No, no, no. They all slept. And just the jar of oil, just the jar of oil was the difference. Hallelujah. The second thing is that they knew the oil was important. I'm very sure. They knew the oil was important. But they did not treat it as agent. Most times, you know some things are important, but you don't treat, you don't treat it as agent. Hallelujah. You don't treat it as agent. They were waiting for the time to come and then look for what, they were, what was important for them. But sometimes, you need to treat some things as important and agent. Tell somebody, I can see you treating some things as important and agent. I can see you treating some things as important and urgent. Hallelujah. Amen. They knew that it was important, but they did not treat it as urgent. They treated it last minute. Last minute. Amen. And um, I've gone to drop some people at the airport before on a number of times. And a number of times, the people have missed the flight. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. And uh, I decided, I told myself that I'm not dropping anybody <laughs> unless the person treats it as important and urgent. We know we have to be at the airport. I don't know whether you've missed a flight before. A flight that has cost you money. Yeah. Hallelujah. There are some things in your life you've got to be able to treat them as important and urgent. Hallelujah. That is a wise person. You know that these things, they've got to be done and they have to be done now, not tomorrow. Not procrastinating and not saying another time. No, no, no. It has to be done now. They did not treat it as, as, as urgent. They knew it was important, but it wasn't urgent. And that is the issue. Most of us know certain things are important in our Christian life, but they are not urgent. We don't treat them as urgent. Hey, help us, Lord. The next thing. Half of the church, half of the people in the church, According to the statistics of Jesus, half of the people in the church will not go to heaven when he comes. Half are in the church. Half are waiting. Half are sleeping and we are all drowsy and you can see how we are. But half, half might not go. Might not go. Don't say that I, I pastor said that half people will not go. Half might not go to heaven. According to this, because half are, many people are in the church, but they are not waiting for the coming of the Lord. No, no, no. Many people. We want something else. Hallelujah. Jesus says, half might not go. Now, the next observation is that 
if your lamp is not on, if your lamp is not, you can't carry a lamp to heaven. Are you getting it? Because you have a lamp, you are going. No, no. Jesus does not accept just a lamp in heaven. Jesus wants a lamp that is on fire. It must be trimmed and on fire. It must be on fire. Hallelujah. He wants a lamp that is on fire. You can't come and approach the bridegroom dry, dead, you know, I don't even feel like going to church. You know, God, I don't even, I don't, I, uh, no. He doesn't want that. When he met the people in, uh, in, in Revelations, uh, the church of Ephesus, Laodicea, he said, you are neither cold, you are neither whatever. I will get you out of my mouth. I don't need, I don't need lukewarm. I hate lukewarm people. I want people who are very hot. Either you are very hot. I know you are hot. If you are very cold. But today, many people in the church are very lukewarm. Just take it cool. Just cool. Just cool. Hallelujah. Many people might not make it. And I, I feel the urgency to sound the alarm. I feel the urgency to sound. I wonder how come that they had money in their pockets. They had money. They could buy the oil. But they still did not buy it. And they were waiting. They were lying down, sleeping, waiting for the time to come before they go out to look for oil. A sense of, 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 of preparation. A sense of being prepared is missing. We can see another observation is that unpreparedness, sleeping, not preparing, being drowsy, being drowsy. You know, when the coronavirus started, we, God, let's pray. Most of us were confessing our sins. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are going to heaven. Please, hey, whatever we've done, forgive us. Hey. Then it looked like one month came, two months, three months. Oh, it is, it is passing. It is going. Oh, let's, let's do something else. Ah. <laughs> let's do something else. Hallelujah. Amen. So these are the things you can see with the text. But I would like to go on with the meaning. What does this mean? What does this mean? Hallelujah. What does this mean? What is the meaning of the fire? What is the meaning of the oil? What are these important things that Jesus wants to see in our lives? In order that when he comes, he will be happy. He will be glad. Amen. The fire, the fire represents your faith. It represents your faith that is giving out love and hope. It represents the faith of the Christian. Your faith has to be on fire. Hallelujah. That is why Jesus asked in Luke 18, we, we talked about it the last time, he says, will I find faith on the earth? Will I find faith on the earth when I come back? In Galatians chapter 6, verse 5, he says, he says, nothing counts. Nothing is important. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love faith expressing itself we are talking about an expressive faith a faith that expresses itself hallelujah amen it is an active faith a faith that is on fire a faith without works is dead a faith without works is dead hallelujah amen and so we need we need to have this faith really on fire we need to have this faith really on fire as we are waiting for the Lord. Let's go to First Thessalonians. Go with me. First Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians 5. And then we'll look at First Timothy. First Thessalonians 5. I'll be doing a bit of teaching here. 
Father, thank you. Help us. Wow. I'll read this text. I'll read it again because it just ties in so much. And just, just forgive me. I'll read it again. I'm coming back to it again. Just be patient. First Thessalonians chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Let me start from the verse 4. The verse 4. It says, By you, brothers, are not in darkness, so that this day might surprise you like a thief. It's talking about how Jesus is going to come like a thief. But it says, We, we brothers, the true brothers who are in the church, the coming of the Lord will not surprise us. <laughs> it won't surprise us. Now, why is he saying that? He's saying that because if you are waiting for somebody in the house, and you are waiting for some, and you are waiting for the person, and the person comes, will you be surprised? No, you are waiting for the person. But if you are not expecting the person, and the person shows up at the door, you will be very, very surprised. So it says, we, the brothers, we, the true brothers, and the sisters, will not be surprised as a thief, uh, like a thief. The verse 5, for all, you are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep. But let us be alert and self-controlled. Hallelujah. The verse 7. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, get drunk at night. Verse 8. But since we belong to the day, let us be self-controlled. Aha. Uh -huh. Now, in the midst of the coming of the Lord and all that, he's telling us that these are the things we should be having. He says we should put on what? Putting on what? Faith. Putting on faith and love as breastplate. And the hope of salvation. Paul told us that three things remain. Three things remain. Three things are important. What are they? He says love, faith, and hope. And the greatest of them is what? Is love. Why? Because faith expresses itself through love. Hallelujah. Amen. So he says that put on faith and love as breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now this tells us clearly we are not going to be part of the suffering that is coming. We are not going to be part, no. He didn't appoint us to suffer with the, with the world. Hallelujah. When he will come, he will come and take us before. He come and take us before the tribulation and all that to start. Amen. But I need you to remember that Jesus told us, in the last days, the love of many will wax cold. The love of many will grow cold. Why? Because their faith, their faith might become drowsy. Their faith might lose its fire. Hallelujah. And we are being warned seriously. We are being warned seriously about this. Our faith. Our faith. Our faith has to be bright. It has to be shining. We have to meet him in the air with our faith. He says, will I find faith on the earth? Will I find faith on the earth? You look at Hebrews chapter 11. Most of those who died, most of these heroes, heroes of faith, they died, some of them died receiving what they asked for. Some of them died without receiving what they asked for. So it wasn't what they asked for. That was their point. What faith they had. Was it an authentic faith? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Joseph died. And Joseph believed that God was going to bring the Israelites from Egypt and send them to the promised land. So he told them, you know what? When the Lord comes and takes you from that place and sends you to the promised land, take with me 
take my bones with you and bury me in the promised land. That's what he told them before he died. He died with his faith that God, what he has said, he was going to do it. His faith was bright and his faith was shining. Where is your faith today? Hallelujah. How is your faith expressing itself? Through love. How is your faith expressing itself? First Timothy chapter 1 verse 19. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 19. Paul tells us here, very, very important. First Timothy 1 verse 19. He says, holding on to faith <laughs> and a good conscience, which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to their faith. You have to hold on to your faith and a good conscience. Tell somebody, hold on to your faith. Tell somebody, hold on to your faith. Jesus will want to see your lamp shining. He wants to see your, 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 your light shining. Hallelujah. Amen. And what is this oil? Oil in the Bible has always stood for the Holy Spirit. But I call it the communion with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Oil. Oil. You need the communion with the Holy Spirit. You need a communion with Jesus in order to keep your faith alive. In order to keep you going. You can't trivialize it. You know communion with God is important. But you know most times we just another day, another time, another day, another time. When the Lord might show up, you might not have enough faith. You might not have enough lamp. You might not have enough light. Hallelujah. Amen. And Jesus is telling us we should try and make sure that our communion with the Holy Spirit in the same First Thessalonians chapter 5, in the same First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 19, he tells us the number of things we should do. But the 19, he tells us, do not put out the Spirit, First Thessalonians 5, verse 19. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Don't quench the Spirit. Don't quench the Spirit. I like that one. Don't quench, quench, quench the Spirit. Hallelujah. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything. Hold on to what is good. Avoid every kind of evil. But he said, don't quench the spirit of God who God has given us as a seal of what is to come. Hallelujah. We cannot do it by ourselves. Zechariah chapter 4 verse 6. Zechariah saw a vision of a lampstand, a lampstand, the seven lamps, golden lampstands of God. And the angel was giving him the interpretation of these, of the meanings of these things. You know, go back to the verse, the verse 4. Go back to the verse 4. He says, I asked the angel who talked with me, what are these, my Lord? And he answered, do you not, do you not know what these are? No, my Lord, he replied. He said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Hallelujah. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit. You need to commune. In fact, he was asking the Holy Spirit, he was asking the angel, what does this lampstand mean? The Holy Spirit, this oil, this oil, or this olive oil, he said, what does it mean? He says, it is the spirit. This is, it has to be done by my spirit. So we need the communion, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Your communion and your fellowship with the Holy Spirit cannot, cannot be postponed. It cannot be treated another time, another day. It cannot. It cannot. It cannot be replaced by any other thing. Hallelujah. Amen. The next thing we see, the next section we see, 
So, what's, what is the meaning of the oil? It is communion with the Holy Spirit. What is the meaning of the lamp and the fire in the lamp? It is your faith. Your bright shining faith. Hallelujah. And Jesus wants to see your bright shining faith. And he says it will not happen. It will not happen unless what? Unless. There are many things in this world that will cause us to sleep and to be drowsy and all that. But you need to wake up and have your communion with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The next thing I want to share is the fact that the end will come. Whether you like it or not, it will come. Jesus says that the end will come. The bridegroom will appear. As we are even talking. Maybe as we are talking. My sound. I don't know whether you are ready to hear the sound. Hallelujah. And we shall see whether we are ready to hear the sound. It's my sound. It's my sound. Yeah. It can sound at any time. And if it sounds today, I am not sure that what you are thinking about today will matter. Imagine we are all sitting there. Imagine you are in your house right now. And then you hear a sound. Hey, and your housemate has disappeared. And you have exams uh, in July. I don't know. Would, I don't know. <laughs> would you go for the exams? <laughs> eh? Imagine you are just there. You are cooking in the kitchen. And then they, your housemate has disappeared. They've left the food on the, on the stove. What will you do with that food? Will you eat that food? Huh, I don't know. Imagine we are here in the church and then some people have disappeared. Hey. Ah. Then you hear, you see, and Jesus said that we will all see him. The angels who saw, the angels who saw the disciples and the disciples were standing and watching Jesus as Jesus was going up. The angel said, why are you gazing here into this air? He's gone. He will come back the same way he went is the same way you come back. So the disciples, they lived every day. Every day expecting. In fact, when you read the Gospels, every day they were expecting that one day he might appear. Every day he might appear. And they'll be, look, they'll be looking up. Maybe he will appear today. We don't know when he's appearing, but he appear. And Bible says that the end will definitely come. Either the end will come or your end will come. One of it will come. One of it will happen. Whether you like it or not. Hallelujah. Don't tell me I'm a young person. Pastor, what are you preaching? I'm preaching what the Bible is saying. This is what we have to hear. Amen. He says the end will definitely come. Whether we like it or yes. It will come. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Look at a few, few verses. Wow. First Thessalonians chapter 4. The verse 13. Thank you, Father. The Lord will help us. Wow. Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep. When he says fall asleep, those who died, those who are dead in Christ. All those who are dead in Christ, it's they are sleeping. Or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe 
that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. Hallelujah. It's saying when Jesus will appear, all those who have fallen asleep in Jesus will appear with him. Because actually when they die, their spirits go straight to him. They go and be with him. Amen. The verse 15 says, According to the Lord's own word, will tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who are falling asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive are, um, will rise and are left, will be cut up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. The chapter 5 now, verse 1 says, Now, brothers, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you. For you know very well that the, the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying, peace, safety, distraction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman and they will not escape. Wow. But you brothers are not in the darkness so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all sons of the light, sons of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep. But let us be alert and self-controlled. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, get drunk at night. Hallelujah. Let me jump to the verse 9. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath with um, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, he is great. Either you will sleep or he will come. One of it will happen. But the end will come. Amen. The end will definitely come. Are you prepared to meet your Lord? Are you prepared to meet Jesus? Hallelujah. Ask your brother, are you prepared? Are you prepared to meet Jesus? Are you prepared to meet him? Amen. The end shall definitely come. The end shall definitely come. It shall come. Romans chapter 14. Romans 14. Let's, let's go to uh, James chapter 4 first. James 4 verse 13. James 4 verse 13. Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow I will go to that or to this city. <laughs> Many of us who had plans to travel. <laughs> I'll go here. I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll do that. Hey. Hmm. Spend a year there. Carry on business and make money. The verse 14. Why do you 
Uh, why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? Ask somebody, what is your life? What is your life? What really is your life? You do not know. You say, I'll go here, I'll come here, I'll do this, I'll do this. What is your life? Explain to us what your life is. Hallelujah. What is your life? In fact, we have not realized that our lives are very, very quick and passes quickly. And we don't begin to realize that things that are important must be placed as agent also. He says, what is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, if, the, if it is the Lord's will, I will leave and do this. If it is the Lord's will, I will marry. If it is the Lord's will, I will have business. If it is the, the Lord's will, I will finish school. If it is the Lord, he says you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, which means that as your life is, you have to be following the will of the Lord. Your life has to be fashioned along the will of the Lord. Hallelujah. And let's stop these things that we are chasing. Let's stop these things we are chasing. He says, if it is the Lord's will, what is your life? It disappears. It's like a mist that comes and then vanishes. It's like a flower and comes and vanishes. What he's trying to tell us is that either the end will come or our end will come. Hallelujah. Romans 14 verse 10. This is the problem with the end that is coming. <laughs> wow. Romans 14. Romans 14, verse 10. He was talking to the people in the church. Each time he's saying, brothers and sisters, just know he's talking to us. He says, you then, why do you judge your brother or sister? This was a passage about food to eat, whether they should eat food, they should not eat food and all that. And Paul was saying it is not an important issue. It's not essential in Christianity. But the way you treat unessential issues can have effect on your salvation. It will have effect on your salvation. And he says, you then, why do you judge your brother or your sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? For we, for we will all, we will all, hallelujah, we will all stand before God's judgment seat. I don't know whether you've stood before a judge before. It is very, very, um, um, it's very traumatizing, I'm telling you. <laughs> I've been there before. Amen. He says, we imagine you are going to stand before the, crea the creator of the whole world. He says, we all will stand, we or every one of us will stand before him every one of us will stand before the creator of the world. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? The next verse. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow before me and every tongue will acknowledge God. Hallelujah. So then, each of us will give account. Ah... <laughs> uh, each of us will give account of ourselves to God. Each of us will stand. In fact, they will call me. Hey, uh, Elliot Lamp. Uh, I don't know. Nila uh, uh, 
they are calling you. Then I will croak, 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 croak. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Then they will begin. Give account. Give account. Give. In fact, we are going to live in eternity. It's eternity. God has time to do it. Don't think that it's going to take too much time. We are there for eternity. And everybody will be there. Everybody will be coming. You are going to give account of your life here on the earth. Everybody, eh? No, seriously. It is a, it's such a serious issue. I can't, I don't know how to even express it. Imagine we are all going to give account before him. They'll call you. They'll call you. And if they say that you were in that church, FCI, I was, if they call me, I'll say, hmm, God. I told them, if I will mention the date, the day, today is when? 31st of, of May of 2020, I told them, I told them, I told them that they will give account to God. Please spare me and forgive me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because God says that we, who are teachers and preachers and whatever, we are going to give account of the flock, of the people that have followed us. We are going to give account of their lives. So as we are giving account, maybe they'll put me there in the corner. Uh-huh. This person, he was in your church. Come, bring him. You, answer. I'll say, I preach God. I preach. In fact, the ten virgins, you, that story you gave, I preach it on the 21st of May, 2020. Yeah. We are going to give account of our lives. It scares me. Amen. The disciples had the, one of the biggest things about their theology was the coming of the Lord. This coming of the Lord. That when it comes, we have to, it was a very big part of their theology. But today we don't talk about it. We, I don't, I'm, I'm imagine what we just want to hear. <laughs> we don't talk about such things. It was just part of it. The coming of the Lord. The coming of the Lord. He says, we are all going to give account. Why are you? Hey, brother, why? Go back. The verse 12. Or... Uh-huh. Each of us, the verse 13 now, will give account. Go, continue. The next verse. Therefore, let us stop passing judgments on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put stumbling blocks. Because even the small, small things you do, the small things that will cause somebody to fall, the small things that will do, that will disturb somebody, he says all these things will give accounts of them. Will give accounts of them. Second, second Corinthians, please put that for me. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Just start from the verse 9. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Second Corinthians chapter 5, the verse 9. Hallelujah. Amen. So we make it our goal to please him. Whether we are at home in the body or are we, whether we are dead or we are alive, we make it our, we make it our aim. Our aim, our goal, our aim is to please God. Our aim is to please God. Our aim is to please him because we are all going to give account. Uh-huh. Because you know that you have exams, you read. Is that not so? Uh-huh. The exam there. So we make it our goal. Please go back. We make it our goal to please him, whether we are here in the body or out of the body. The next thing, the next verse. So we must all, for we must all, all, everyone, including you, including me, everyone, every one of us must appear before the judgment seats of Christ. We must, everyone in the church, everyone will appear before him. So that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, 
whether good or bad. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey, the amen has gone down, I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have, we will give account. Hallelujah. The end is going to come and we will have to give account of our lives. We have to give account of our lives. Uh, Revelations 20, 20 verse 12. Revelations 20, there's a, there's a disturbing, a disturbing passage here. You know, in, in heaven, there are many books. It's not only one book. Sometimes we think about that book alone. But there are many books in heaven. I just want to draw your attention to it. Revelation chapter. Start from the verse 11. The verse 11. Revelation 12. Hey, God, have mercy. Have mercy, oh. Then I saw a great white throne. And him who seated on it, earth and sky fled from his presence. And there was no place for them. The verse 12. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne. Books were open. Books were books, books, books. <laughs> books were open. Hallelujah. Bookusu, booksu were open, not just one. Another book was open. So, like there were books that were open, and there was one book that was open. Books were open, and one book was open. That book that was open on the other side was the book of life. In fact, in Revelation chapter 13, verse 8, he calls it the book of the Lamb. The book of the Lamb that was slain for us. Amen. It says the dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. So in the books, whatever you are doing, either good or bad, are being recorded in the books. Aha. In the books. We give account. You think that you go to heaven and say, hey, God, we did not do it. Uh, it's a lie. Angel, stop saying what you're saying. They will bring the book. <laughs> you know when these killings were happening in the U.S. and some, oh, some people, oh, no, it's not true. It's not true because there was no evidence. There was no evidence. Oh, it's not true. It's a triple issue. Whatever. Now that there's camera everywhere and, you know, you can't deny it again. God has cameras everywhere. He's taking photos. <laughs> Hallelujah. You open the book. He says that the books will be open. The books will be open. Huh? And there will be recordings in the book. All what they had done as recorded in the book. So when God says, hey, you, you went here. Come, come here. You, on, that, on this day, you say, oh God, oh God. Uh, it's not true. Uh, angel, shut up. It's not true. No. They will open the book. Yeah, you see it's just going around. Yeah, it's just going around. Yeah. Yeah, you see, just going around like that. Hey, we are going to give account to brothers and sisters. We are going to give account of our lives. When it comes, it is a wedding party. It's a party. It's a party. It's a party. But just know that the account to be given in the party. Zazu. <laughs> so books will be open. Now the next book. Go to the next book. You see. Uh huh. The next verse. The sea gave up the dead, that's where that's where in it death and Hades gave up the dead, that's where in them each person was judged according to what they had done. The next one. The next one. Then death and Hades and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire 
and the lake of fire is the second day. The next one. Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of, of fire. So on this other hand of the book, they check for your name. If your name is not there, you're not even going to heaven at all. As for you, your case is different. So they check in the book here, the book of life. If your name is in that book, you're in heaven. Then the rest of it is the books. <laughs> You'll be dealing with the books that are there. God will be, it's not, it's not that God will, make, God will be trying to see whether you merit to be in heaven. No, no, no. Your name is in the book of life by virtue of the blood of Jesus. And you are in heaven. Hallelujah. But your works, what you did to express, because God wants to show to his angels like these guys are my children. They resemble me. They have every reason, every right to be called my children. Because you see, another part of the angels also uh, disobeyed God. And maybe those angels who are in heaven are just saying, oh, God, you have have mercy on these ones. What about these other ones? And God needs to show them that these people, when when I did good to them, when I died for them, when I resurrected from the dead for them, and I came out, they really expressed who I was on the earth. And I'm sure that he's just going to show it, show our works and say, see, look at them. Look at what they did. Look at the good stuff they were doing on the earth. Hallelujah. That is why um, uh, 2 Corinthians 5 says, we, we make it our aim, our will. It is what we want to please him because we are all going to stand before him and give account and give account. So please, when we are talking about this wedding feast, know that the end will come and the end is going to come with giving accounts of our lives. And we are going to see whether we express. Did we really express the things that he gave us? Did we express our faith? Were we the salt and the light of this world? He wants to see that. Because there are people there who will say, no, God, this ask for this one. I pray that may... may, may May, may we not have an angel who will say, no, God, this one, I think we should, we should go for a trapage. <laughs> let's, let's wrap trapage. Let's wrap trapage this one. No. God wants to show forth. Hallelujah. He wants to show forth. The end will come, and the end will definitely come with giving accounts. We have to give accounts of our lives done in the body. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe, I believe you are all, your names are in the book of life. If it's not so, if it's not so, please, you're in danger. The first step you need to have is the step of your name being found in the book of life. If you are listening to me, it is because God wants your name to be in the book of life. If you have not made a decision for Christ up to now, and you are hearing me, you are under the sound of my voice. I think you need, God is speaking to you right now and telling you, brother, my sister, you need to submit and surrender your life to my lordship. You need to. Hallelujah. Your name has to be found there. And from there on, all that you do are recorded in the books. And God will show, God will show, God will be displaying our works be displaying. I'm sure even this preaching I'm preaching, they've taken photos already. They'll be displaying. Yeah, he was on the 31st, he was preaching about some of the things I wanted him to talk about and all that and all stuff. Yeah, I think I think so. If it's not so too. Yeah, something else. But I'm doing what he wants me to do. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell somebody they are taking pictures of you. Tell somebody they are taking pictures of you. The angels have cameras everywhere. 
Yeah, show somebody a camera. Show somebody a camera. Yeah, yeah, I can see they are taking. I can see they are taking pictures of you. They are taking serious pictures of you. I can see some angels, just, just, just taking some pictures. They are putting their pictures in some books. Yeah, the book has your name on top of it. When they call you, say, Mrs. Uh, uh, Ajwa, your name is, your name will come. Auntie, Auntie Brianna, <laughs> Auntie, this thing, your names will just show up. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. And I pray, I pray that, I pray. that is why, you see, that is why he says that we should try so that when you appear, we'll not be ashamed. Do you get it? Because he says we should, we should try. Try so that you will not be ashamed at his appearance. When he appears, you will not be ashamed like, oh, no. Oh, what did I do? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And he says everything we'll do here will be tested. Everything will be shown and will be tested. Everything will be shown and tested. And some of the things they will be just works of fire. Some will be will survive and will get rewards from them. Revelation chapter 7. Revelation chapter. Maybe we should do Revelations one day. I'm telling you. Revelation chapter 7, verse 1. I think it's the verse 3 I'm looking for. God in his great mercy. He says, the verse 1, it says, After this I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the winds of the earth to prevent any wind from blowing on the land or on the sea or on the tree. God has said, see, the end is already stationed though. God has sent four angels into the four corners of the earth already. The only difference, the only reason why you are still alive, not because you are going to school or anything or working or marriage, no, no, no. The only reason you are alive is that you have breath. Breath is entering your nostrils and coming out. That is it. Hallelujah. And God is holding those, he has angels at the corners, four corners of the earth. It is not, this is not a figurative speaking, no. He has literal angels. It happened also with Zechariah. Zechariah in, in chapter 6, he also saw four angels with four different horses in different corners of the earth. And they are just about to hold the air. And that's all. But let's see what the Lord is saying. Let's see what the Lord is saying. To prevent any wind from blowing on the land or on the sea or any tree. The verse 2. Then I saw another angel coming up from the east having the seal of the living God. He called out in a loud voice to the four angels who had been given power to harm the land and the sea. They have power. Very powerful angels. Zechariah was the same thing. I think it was these same angels that Zechariah saw. And coming into John John, after many, many years, also saw the same angel standing there many, many years after. Thousands or how many years? Hundreds of years. John is still saying the same thing. And I believe they are still there. Hallelujah. They have been given power to harm the earth. And they are holding on. They are holding on. This angel ran to them quickly and said, hey! He called out in a loud voice. He said, wait, wait, wait. Verse 3, do not harm the land or the sea or the tree until we put a seal on the foreheads of the servants of our God. The, the only reason why we have not yet seen the end is because God is still pulling what? A seal. 
there are two classes of people when you read the whole book of revelations it's just like the wise and the foolish ones there are two classes of people there are those who have received the seal of god which is the holy spirit or those who have received the seal the mark of the beast there are two there are only two only two classes so are you part of those who have received the seal of god who has the seal of god because as for the end it will definitely come it will come it will come it will come hallelujah he says some will be parting some will be just you know we just want you know cool life you know ah i just want uh, something cool something nice you know an ice cream a kfc some you know something i want a mcdonald's you know i want a chicken you know i just i just want life to be cool just enjoying myself just you know just just that just that just that just enjoy yourself just that and it says it will be as in the time of noah it will be as in the time of lot while people were marrying and being given in marriage while people were going for weddings and were and were doing businesses what it says and then the end shall come they were still dancing still partying until the very day noah entered into the ark and bible says god himself closed the door why are you to go and open it even if they knocked at it what God has closed, you can't open. Even if Noah himself wanted to close the door, he could not. He would not be able to. Because God himself shut the door. That was it. I'm sure when Noah's children were going to school, they said, hey, is it your father Noah? Is all, he doesn't have anything to do in life. Eh? He's putting an ark. What is, it, what is he talking about? I'm sure the newscasters will go to him and say, please, um, I've heard you are doing something here. Something strange. You are building an ark. What's wrong with you? Are you normal? Which school did you go to? He said, no, I've heard from the Lord. God wants us. God has come to destroy the earth. They'll say, no, 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 no. It's foolishness. Stop what you're talking about. No, we are still young. You know, we can boogie. We can boogie. You know, I mean, we, you, what are you talking about? We have got to go to some interesting merriment, house clubs, things that are happy. And what are you talking about? God has come to destroy the earth. Ah, you don't have any wife to make you happy. Eh, 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 Noah, what's wrong with you? Please now, stop telling us these stories. Noah continued until the very day he entered into the ark and God closed it. And they were there. And the rain started. I'm sure when the rain started, the newscasters, they said, no, no, no. Um, I saw CNN was there. Yeah, BBC. I saw BBC went online. BBC said, see, as rain has started to fall. But you see, I'm sure we heard of the new um, cyclone, something, a wind that is blowing from the east and it's within two days it's going to stop. It continued. The next three days it was still there. Or within four days it stopped. Five days. Ten days. It was twenty days. They began to say, ah, some said, mm -mm, maybe that guy, that Noah was true. And Bible says that the same waters that were flooding the people, it was the same waters that was raising the ark. The same water was raising the ark. It says it shall be in the days of Noah. I'm sure many, many were swimming to the ark. Hey, Noah! They beat the thing and said, please, open us. Open for us. He said, no. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Are you preparing yourself? Are you preparing yourself? Because either you are an unbeliever or you are a believer, the thing will come, whether you want it or not. The end will come. And we shall all give account of ourselves. To him what what should you do 
what kind of person must you be? Hallelujah. What kind of person must you be? I just want to leave you with a few points. I'm just going to pray. I don't know. You have to make up your mind. You wake up early in the morning, you know. What, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about God? Are you thinking about the coming of the Lord? What are you thinking about? What is, what is, what is on your mind? What do you dream of? Hallelujah. I, do you think that today, 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 God can appear? And if God appears, what will happen to me? Second Thessalonians chapter 3. I want to leave you with a few points. A few things we should do. Wow. Father, help us. Help us to arrange our lives. Help us to be as wise as this wise. Um, chapter 3. 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Let me start from verse 7. Let me start from the verse 6. The verse 6. He says, In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers, to keep away from every brother who is idle. Idle. Idleness. To be idle is forbidden by God. He doesn't like it at all. Get yourself busy with meaningful work. Hallelujah. With the works of the kingdom that can be displayed. When the angels are displaying your work, make sure that you'll be proud of, of, of those works. Make sure you'll be proud of them. Hallelujah. Don't be idle. Does not live according and so somebody who is idle and does not live according to the teachings that they had received. These same teachings, these same teachings, we'll be reading from them, the Salonians, the same. These are the teachings they received. Hallelujah. Not being idle, the verse 7. For you yourselves know how we how you ought to follow our example. We were not idle when we were with you. Nor did we eat anyone's food without paying for it. Hallelujah. They were not idle. They were not idle. They were there with them preaching the word. They were working. They were doing something meaningful. I think the first issue we are dealing with is the issue of discipline. The issue of being disciplined. You've got to be disciplined to keep yourself on something regular something regular. Put your time. Put your time into a meaningful use. Hallelujah. Spend time with building yourself. Spend time with the word of God. Spend time communion with the Holy Spirit so that your faith can come alive. Your faith can be charged again in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I can see your faith rising up again. I can see you rising up with faith and say no, I will not be idle. No, no, no. I'll listen to the message. I'll listen to messages. I'll listen to the message again. I'll read my Bible. Some of us, there are books in the Bible we've never read. We've got to read them. We've got to read them. Even if you can't, you can even watch videos about them on YouTube. You can watch something and go back to reading them. Let it inspire you. Learn God's word. Hallelujah. Learn to come in with God. This issue of quiet time, I come I get what I need to get for myself. What inspires me, if it inspires me. No, no, no. God is not after that. God wants us to be the bride that is all after him. And all for him and his word. And whether it is what pleases you or not pleases you, that is what, it is his word. You want it. 
Don't read the Bible, just what please, that place, this one, what's speaking to no no. Decide, make up your mind to learn the word of God for for, for the word of God, not for yourself. And you will see that you will always be on fire. Hallelujah. Your life, your light will keep burning. Tell somebody, I can see you reading the Bible. I can see you stop being idle. Just walking about the whole day. What have you done? I don't even know today. I don't even know. What have you done? I don't even know. The, the day has finished. So, hey, I don't even know. Uh, please, what have you really, really done today? Nothing. Just going about. Just going about. You just take your phone. Two hours. Just check everywhere. Check everywhere. Two hours. Idle. He says, people who are idle, we have to avoid them. It means that, ask your brother, should I avoid you? Should I avoid? Are you the one I should avoid? Maybe you are the one who is not making my life go on. Maybe I need to pack my bags from this house and move somewhere else and go to a place where I can, I can, re, I can resist. Ah! Maybe you are the one. You can sleep. Huh? Your snoring is amazing. When you snore, I'm telling you, uh, it inspires me also to look for a snore. Ah, no, 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 no. You sleep and sleep and sleep. You sleep and sleep and sleep. You say it is vacation. Exam is in September. I tell you, uh, the Lord has blessed us. He has promoted us. For three months, you've been sleeping. Do you want another three months to keep sleeping? Hey, my brother. Tell my brother, no, 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 no. Just no. Say, I will pack from this house. I will leave you alone in this house. I just, I'm just on the 10th. When the quarantine is over, I'm going to leave you in this house alone. Because you, you are not, you are not helping me. I want to go to heaven. Tell my brother, I want to go to heaven. I want to go with a good account. I want a good account. I mean, some people are not helping. He says, pack your bags and leave them. Don't associate with people who are idle. Idle. All your friends are idle. Hey. You can just talk. Talk about nonsense. Nothing. Nothing. No meaningful talk. Uh -uh. No substance you're talking. Just sit and talk. Just talk. We're having a good time. A quiet time. You know, just talking. Nothing. Wasting your time. Idle. Then you say, Pastor, we are bored. Pastor, what is boredom? Have you known boredom before? Do you know what it means to be bored? Pastor, we are bored. Pastor, we are so lonely. Oh, Pastor. Pastor, have you begun to pray for us? We've been waiting for the bridegroom. The bridegroom is still coming. But Pastor, we are so bored. Do you know? Do you know that Bible says when you are single, when you are a single person without a boyfriend, no, not boyfriend, without a, a husband or a wife, he says that you belong to Jesus. You are married to Jesus. So if you are not enjoying your marriage with Jesus now, why are you waiting for Jesus to bring you another boy? You are not enjoying him. Would you enjoy somebody else? Would you enjoy another girl? You are not enjoying being alone with Jesus. Who else will you enjoy? Ah, I'm preaching, I'm preaching, I'm preaching. I will preach, I'll preach. I will preach, I will preach. Ah, which other boy would you enjoy in this world? Which other person would you enjoy? How, see how nice Jesus is. Oh, Jesus is so amazing. He's so interesting. And you are not enjoying him. See, when you begin to enjoy Jesus, you'll be wondering, what will you even do with the boy? Like, God, what will I even do? But God, you just know that I need it sometimes, you know? Yeah, just know that I need it. So, um, just let it happen. But you see, it is not your focus. 
It is not your focus. Today we are so focused with some things, business, something, relationship, you know, the very things Jesus said, people will be so focused on and he will come. The very things he mentioned, the very things he mentioned, oh, they are the things, parting, business, relationship, these are the things. Yeah. And these are the things we want. These are the things we want. We say, Pastor, ah, Pastor, 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 talk to us about such things, you know. Pastor, help us. We need, we need to find, we need to find, uh, I know that they are organized uh, uh, finding your partner. Maybe the church will be full that day. <laughs> very, very full, I'm telling you. Finding somebody. <laughs> ideal, ideal. You are so ideal. And the Bible is just there. It's so big before you. And, and, and the Holy Spirit says, you are not enjoying just being with him. He says you are married. Oh, let's just read it. I think we should just read it. Maybe we'll just read it. Um, first, first Corinthians. First Corinthians. First Corinthians chapter 7. Maybe you say, you know, we've never seen it before. You know, Pastor. Uh, Pastor. If you can't enjoy your singleness and your marital status with Jesus, I, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You will not enjoy when that boy comes. You will not enjoy when that girl comes. I'm telling you. You are going to be very disappointed. So if you are single, my advice for you is to begin to enjoy being with Jesus. Just, just enjoy him. And if you are not enjoying, begin to pray about it. Say, God, I need to enjoy you. I want to enjoy you. I want to be able to enjoy you and know how it feels like being with you before, before somebody else will come so that I can see the difference. Hallelujah. Amen. First, first Corinthians chapter 7, verse 32. Verse 32. One day we'll look at the whole chapter. Huh? Let me start from the verse 29. The verse 29. It's interesting there. <laughs> the verse 29. <laughs> go with me. Go with me. What I mean, brothers and sisters, is that the time is short. Ah! The time is short. Have you seen this in the Bible before? That the time is short. We think the time is long. There's more time. Oh, we serve God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says the time is short. The time is short. From now on, those who have wives. Hey, God, forgive. My wife is not here, so I can say it. Yeah. <laughs> those who have wives should live as if they they do not. They do not. No, no, no. Go back. I didn't see it well. Please. He said, wait. For those who have wives should live as if they do not have one. Hey. Hey. The next one. The next verse. Those who mourn as if they did not. Those who are happy as if they were not. Those who buy as if it is not theirs to keep. Tell somebody whatever is in your house, whatever is in your room is not yours to keep. Whatever is, whatever is in your fridge is not yours to keep in the name of Jesus. He says you should have it as if tell somebody, just type it and say, I can see your fridge being part of my fridge also. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like the time is so short. I don't know whether you guys are getting what Paul is saying. It's like the time is so short that don't hold the things you have as if, as if you keep it forever. No, no. Don't hold it as if you keep it forever. It's not yours. So you have a wife as if you don't have a wife. Yeah. 
Today, I, I, didn't, I didn't sleep. I slept somewhere else, spending time with the Lord the whole night. My wife saw me this morning. She's like, hey, my husband. I said, yeah. Uh, uh, I was with the, the first husband. I was with the first wife. <laughs> yeah. Any day he wants me, I just move away. Some of us will be very difficult to move away from the bed. <laughs> Already this bed, there's nobody else on it. You can't move from it. So, so when somebody else comes on this bed, when will you be able to move from that bed? When will you be able to rise up and say, you know what? I got to wake up and spend some time with this man, with this Jesus that I love. You can't move from this bed. So if somebody now comes to lie on it, that's why you're lying on it, always wishing, who is coming to lie by me? Who is coming to lie by me? Oh, it's been so long. He says, those who are wives. I think if you've never seen this in the Bible, no? Yeah, it's there. Me, I'll look for it and preach it. I'll tell you that they are there. I'll look for them. The verse 32. So if you have a car, just think as if it's not yours. If you have a house, think as if it's not yours. If you have a land, think as if, that is why the disciples that's why are the early disciples, they sold all they had, can you imagine people doing this, selling all you have and coming to just put it at the church, he said let's use it for the poor, let's use it, and Bible said there was none amongst the church who had a need, no one had a need the only thing I plead with the Lord, I, I tell him, see nothing is mine, the ministry is not for me the church is not for me uh, uh, even the children, I say, I always tell my wife see they are not for me, I'm just training them for God God should take them. I said, the only thing that belongs to me that I have my name on is you. As for you, as for you, you belong to me. I just tell God, please, this wife, she just for me, yeah? <laughs> yeah. But when God needs me, I just, please. Yeah. He says, the verse 32, I would like you to be free from concern. A married man is concerned about the things Hey, did we read that? An unmarried man. Please, how many unmarried men do we have? Let me see their hands. Let me see their hands. Are there some unmarried men around? Eh? An unmarried man. Are we, do we have some unmarried men? We didn't say relationship. We didn't say boyfriend. We didn't say girl. We say unmarried man. Unmarried man. Eh? We have some unmarried men in the house. Please talk to an unmarried man in the house. Tell the person, tell the person, I can see you, you are married. You are the one we are talking to. <laughs> you are the one we are talking to. <laughs> An unmarried man is concerned about the affairs, the Lord's affairs. Hey, is it true? I think the unmarried men I have in this house, I think it is true. I'm not sure, but I think it's true. Amen. Yeah, you are concerned about the affairs of the Lord. How many unmarried men are watching me and you are not concerned about the affairs of the Lord? What is he trying to say? It's like because you are not married, your first wife is who? It's the Lord. So he's the one you give everything to. He's the, you take care of his business. Hallelujah. Amen. The verse 32. He, and, and then he, he says, how can I please the Lord? That's his first thing. How can I please the Lord? The verse 33. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of the world. How he can please his wife. Aha. Uh -huh. 
So you need to learn to be first of all an unmarried man who pleases who? The Lord. Then you become married and then you have to add your wife to the equation. But if you are single and as you are single up to now, you are not concerned about the affairs of the Lord and then I don't know why God should add another woman to you. Forgive. Mercy. The verse 34. And his interests are divided. It's true. It's true. So what is trying to say that when you are not married, your interest is what? One way. Fixed on the Lord. You are fixed on him. Then he says, an unmarried woman or a virgin is concerned about what? The Lord's affairs. Hey! When you sit down, what comes into your mind? What are the thoughts that come into What are you very much concerned and worried about as you are sitting down? Eh? Are you worried about the affairs of the Lord? The things that God is concerned about. Are you worried about them? He is concerned. She is concerned. She concerns herself with the work, with the Lord's work. Because she wants to be dedicated both in body and in spirit. It means that you are, you belong, you are married. You see how you become married to somebody? He says you are married to somebody. You are married to the Lord both in body and in spirit. Bible says that when we become born again, we become married to Jesus in body, uh, in spirit. Not in body. When we, are, when we are born again and we give our lives to Jesus, we become married to him both in body and in spirit. That's what he's saying here. But when you marry now, God gives you permission to be united to him in spirit. But then he gives you permission to be, mar- to be united with somebody else in body. First of all, you belong to him both in body and spirit. When you become married, you belong to your husband in body. But when you die, your spirit goes where? To him. So he gives you the permission. That is why your marital, whatever, has to be of us. It has to be. You can't just, that's why you have to come to him. And he gives permission and blesses and says, go. Now go and have your body. The two of you shall become one flesh. One flesh. One flesh. He who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body. Not in spirit. In body. There's, there's a lot of deep teaching with this but maybe we'll do it another time so, so you belong to Jesus you are, you are united with Jesus as a lady in your body and in your spirit you are united with, with him he, he, you belong to him both in body and spirit your body, that is why you give account to it yeah the body belongs to the Lord that is why it says he who destroys the body the temple of God shall be destroyed himself your body is for him. Hallelujah. Amen. What is her aim? Ah, let's see the aim of a single woman. Father, thank you. I don't know how you brought us to this. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord in body and spirit. Hallelujah. But a married woman is concerned about the affairs of this world. How she can please her husband. In fact, this one is even true, but half 
it's true, but it's true. But when she gets children now, <laughs> the pleasing continues. <laughs> she has can please the children and all that. It becomes more and more difficult. So if you are not married now, look at what God expects. So this is a standard for you. That you are married, you are married and you are concerned. Your, your, yours is to please, is to do the affairs of the Lord. And when the husband will come, he will let you have permission to have a bodily affair with him. You can be united with him in body. But both of you must belong to him in spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know why we even came here. Yeah. But idle. Idleness. Idleness. Just don't be idle. If you are single, don't say, oh, I'm single, I'm bored, I don't have this. Don't have... No, no, no. You need to be dedicated to the work of the Lord and to the affairs of God and the things of God. I think this is a true picture of somebody who God brings a husband. I think that is how it's supposed to be. Somebody who is dedicated to God and the things of God, both in body and in spirit. So if so far, your body has not been dedicated to God, and you've been using it anyhow, you've been stealing God's body and putting it around, I think it's high time because they're writing it in a book. Just have a new picture now. Begin to have a different picture. I say, God, from today, I want this body to begin to be used by you and for your things. Hallelujah. I believe by the message of God, when you get to heaven, they will show the new pictures, not the old ones, in the name of Jesus. By the message of God. Somebody receive that message in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want us, I, we, not, we need to stop being idle. Amen. Stop being idle. Stop being idle. And second, uh, Colossians chapter 3, very quickly. Let me just finish. Colossians chapter 3, very quickly. The verse 2. I will, I will just, just. The verse 1 and 2. Verse 1 and 2. It says, since then you have been raised with Christ, set your heart on things above. Set your heart on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your heart on things up. How many of you think of heaven very regularly? Sincerely. Raise up your hand on Facebook if you think of heaven. If you think of where Jesus is sitting. If you think of Jesus very often. And where he's sitting. He's your husband. He's your husband. Some of us don't think about him at all. Can you, can you imagine being married and you're not thinking about your husband? I don't, I don't know what kind of life would that be. That would be. Amen. He says, let your heart be where he is. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Verse 2. Set your mind. Let your heart be there first. And then set what? Set your mind. Set your mind on things above. Not on earthly things. Not on the things of this world. We are too concerned of the things that are here on this world. The last verse I want to read to you. The last thing I want you to do. Jeremiah, uh, Genesis chapter 20, um, Revelations 22. Revelations 22. Father, thank you. Help us. Help us. In the name of Jesus. The standard for a single woman and a single man. The Lord is helping us. Revelations 22, verse 12. Behold, I'm coming soon. This is Jesus talking. This is your husband talking. This is your Lord talking. This is your master who is talking. 
Look, I am coming soon. My reward is with me. I will give to each person according to what they have done. He will give to everybody. Everybody. Everybody who wrote. You've seen the books already. So, everybody. According to the books. The next one. I'm the Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. The next one. Blessed are those who wash their robes that they may have the right to the tree of life and may go through the gates into the city. <laughs> Outside are the dogs. Those who practice magic acts, sexual, sexually immoral, the murderers, the idolaters, everyone who loves and practices falsehood. Outside. They are outside. But those who enter into the gate, they are the ones who have washed their robes in the book of life. The next one. The blood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the, and the offspring of David. The bright. Can you imagine Jesus gave this testimony for the churches? How many times do we even look into revelations and talk about it? Hallelujah. Yeah. It is for the churches. The verse 17. This is what I want you to see. The spirit and the bride say, come. Wow. The spirit, the spirit of God that is in us, the spirit of God that God made as a seal and he made him dwell in us. That spirit inside your soul, that spirit inside your spirit is calling out to Jesus and he says, come. Come. And the bride, the church, says also, come. Are you saying, Jesus, come? Are we really saying, Jesus, come? And let the one who hears say, come. It's like the individuals should also say, come. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Come. Spirit of God is saying, come. Jesus, come. How many of us are expecting his coming? How many, how many of us think about it? Let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. Come. The spirit and the bride. They are calling him. They say, come, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you to ask the Lord. Tell him, Lord, I want my heart to cry out that come. I want to be expectant of you. I want my heart to dwell up there. I want, I want to just be able to, to dream of where you are. And to see you and be in love with you. So much, so much engrossed in you and so much wrapped up in you and wrapped up in your love that, that is even hard to see something else. Begin to talk, begin to talk to him. Begin to talk to him. Talk to the Lord right now. Talk to the Lord right now. Begin to talk to him. Say, Father, I want, I want my heart to say, come. I want to be expecting you. I want to be expectant of you. In the name of Jesus.
in the name of Jesus. May I be, be like that pregnant woman who doesn't know when, but, but she's expecting. She lives every day thinking of when will this baby arrive. She doesn't know when, but she knows that this baby will arrive and her joy shall be full. May I be like that. May I be like that farmer who is looking out into the field and is watching when, when the crops, when the harvest shall come. And all he wants is that the harvest will come. May I be expectant. May I be expectant as that farmer in the name of Jesus. Oh yes, Lord. Make my heart as what you've described. Tell him you want to be a wise virgin. You want to be a wise virgin. In the name of Jesus. Pray a very short prayer. Pray it sincerely from your heart. Tell him that you would like to have your heart set on the things above. Set on where he is. Oh, you want your mind to think very often about him, about where he is and all that. You, want, you just want this life that has been described here. Talk to him. Tell him, Father, I want, I want to be there. I want to be there. I want that life that you have for us. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, Father. Yes, Lord, Father. In the name of Jesus. As daddy panted for the water so my soul longed after thee. You alone, you alone. Are my heart, oh, yeah, desire, and I long, oh, to worship you. You alone, you alone, are my heart, desire. Yes, I long. Yes, I long. Oh, to worship you. Yes, I long. Yes, I long. Oh, to worship you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Father, bless us. If you are hearing my voice, you have not given your life to Jesus. I want today be your day. Can you say with me, Father, I've heard your voice. I've heard your word today. And I want to give the life that is not for me to you. This life is for you. Tell him I just repent of my sins. 
I repent of my wickedness. I ask you to forgive me. I believe that the cross was for me. I believe that Jesus died and resurrected for me. And Lord, I'm rendering and giving my life to you. I'm putting it under your lordship, under your influence and your will. Tell him, have your way in my life. Be my Lord and Savior from today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Can you lift up your hands with me? Satan, I come against every foul spirit. I come against every lying tongue. Any devil that lies to us and speaks evil, speaks condemnation, speaks rejection. In the name of Jesus. That, that devil that makes us waste our time and waste our day. We come against it. The spirit of idleness and laziness and, and just wandering about doing nothing. Help us, Lord Holy Spirit. Strengthen us. Guide us and lead us. In the name of Jesus, we thank you and we bless you. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Put us together. Put us together. Put us together for Jesus. Put us together for him. Yes, appreciate him. He's our husband. He's our Lord. He's our Savior. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Appreciate him. Wow. One day when you come for us, I'm telling you, it's going to be amazing. And I'd like to sit by you in heaven. I'm telling you, I want you to be by me. And we'll, we'll be telling ourselves, Charlie, wow, we made it here. I'm telling you, we escaped. Wow. We're just giving ourselves high five. High five. High five. You know? Yeah. Thank God. We listened to the, to the Bible. <laughs> we'll be very glad. And I believe you're going to be really blessed. I'm honored to give our offering, our tithes to him. And uh, whatever we want to give to him is, don't, don't give because don't give grudgingly. Don't give because you know, don't, don't give if you don't want to. Yeah. I don't see why I don't want to give money to my wife or somebody I love. You know, and on top of it the money came from him. He didn't even come from you. Amen. So let's give to him. Let's bless him with it. Let's show him how we appreciate him. And it's a proof that you don't trust money, but you trust him. You don't trust whatever, but you trust him. He's your provider, he's your source. You are trying to tell him that. Father, bless our tithe and our giving. Bless our giving. I pray that you give us seeds to sow every week. We will never lack. We will never lack in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we bless your name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So please, we are still encouraging you to send us videos um, of, of songs and all that so that we can cooperate it. Greetings um, and all that. We can cooperate in our worship time. We want to be seeing you. It's all, it's all, it brightens up when we see you and are able to talk to you. Have a wonderful time. May the Lord richly bless you. I pray that your relationship with him continues to grow and your light, that, that lamp that you're holding, I pray that it continues to shine with bright faith in the name of Jesus. God richly bless you. Have a wonderful time. Um, I'm sure by next week or something, we'll be hearing from the government and we'll be seeing the process, how things will go. Um, but for now, still stay inside, still safe. Try as much as you can to still use the precautions uh, we've been given. God richly bless you. We love you. Tuesday, we'll be with you. We'll send you the Bible studies and all that. Wednesday, join me. We're going to, topic, we're going to continue and talk. We'll be having a lovely time.
Um, and then um, Friday we'll be having our prayer meeting and we'll be here again on Sunday. God bless you. We believe you have been blessed by today's message. Connect with Pastor Elliot Slamte on our Facebook page, Family of Champions International Ministries, and join our service live each and every Sunday on Facebook. Now we commit you to God and the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Stay blessed.